0: strictly sports i'm jacob brown Joined here with mark Papaleo. uh we're gonna go over the nfc side of the nfl today as well as talk a little bit about the national baseball hall of fame the induction ceremony is today uh and then there's actually some fau news that's pretty uh pretty staggering news came out today and i'm actually gonna lead off with that Uh, i'm gonna go into the exact details here just from the uh the headline of the article and uh mind me i gotta find it here uh, okay, yeah, so I'll start off with this one. So, FAU quarterback and Kosi Perry has signed an NIL deal with Is, I want to say this right, Is Almoreda Beer. Uh, it is believed to be the first beer liquor deal for a college athlete. Perry is repped by Trent Robinson of first round management. That's tweeted out by Darren Heitner. Uh, and then the second big piece of news today was that the Florida Panthers, the NHL team, Uh, They tweeted out, making more NIL moves. We have offered NIL contracts to every eligible female athlete at FAU Athletics. Each athlete is welcome to apply to our Florida Athlete Program through Dream Field Company. So two humongous pieces of news. And this is on top of FAU Baseball. They just got a $1 million donation. And before that, the FAU head coach renamed To the Taggart, excuse not Taggart, uh, to the Haggerty family head coach, because the football team got a three and a half million dollar donation. So FAU they are seriously making moves right now.
1: Yeah, FAU's got some money rolling in, and uh, it's you know it's really exciting to see the programs are going to get you know this funding that they need. You know the baseball program has been the I feel like the strongest out of all the sports really. You know they they've won a lot of conference USA uh, championships. I think two or three. Yeah, around there. So like they've been consistent for a long time since I've been since I've been young. So um, it's nice to see them finally, you know, get a you know get a huge contribution to the program. And you know, as you mentioned, the football program got a three and a half million dollar, you know, uh, donation to name to rename the head coaching uh, position, which is is a good thing for the program due to the fact that. She also got some money from UF as well to go there and get spanked <laughs> by them. But the FAU definitely showed that they were worth it to be on that field there on a Saturday night. But I wanted to give you a quick correction on the Nikosi perry uh, NIL deal. It's Isla Morada, like as in like uh, Key West. I knew I would butcher <laughs> it. I knew it. Uh, yeah, Isla Murata, <laughs> uh Brewing Company. And it's the first alcoholic NIL deal, right? I think it's the first alcohol NIL deal, deal, oh, my God, uh, in college sports. So that's pretty huge.
0: Yeah, and he can do it, too, because he's a senior already. It's not like, oh, he's an underage college athlete. Like, he can totally do that. And a quick little nugget about them, too, is that that beer company, uh, Audiel, the director of student media, he actually knows uh, two of the people who founded that company. So some roots there with FAU as well. And uh, But, yeah, bottom line, this is humongous for FAU facilities is the biggest thing that they needed to harp on. And with the recent movement of, hey, of your UCF, uh, probably going to the big 12, there's a void there. And FAU, if you get all this money coming in, you say, okay, our facilities are going to be here. uh, They're bare minimum. FAU is a better program for all sports, I would say, better than USF. Maybe it's a stretch, but USF football hasn't been there. No, you're right. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, if if USF can be there, if UCF is finally – getting their well-deserved move out to a power five conference FAU, they are really getting into a prime position here. So it's great to see uh, for us.
1: Yeah. I think FAU should definitely get a bid or try to get a bid for uh, the American. Cause I think that's a great conference for them, especially when you mentioned, you know, you have teams like USF in there that are in the same state and claim to be South Florida when, you know, Boca is a little more yeah, right? South of Tampa, <laughs> but, um, and you know, who has put a product on that field, you know, in the past, you know, Willie Taggart's had a good start to his tenure here. Um, obviously, Lane Kiffin, you know, Lane Kiffin came in there and changed the program. So I think, you know, it's on the up. FAU's on the up and up of football.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and I'll clear up my comments on Twitter that I made about the game. Uh, I know some people probably took them slightly the wrong way. Uh, basically what I was saying is, uh, there were people, uh, people that you're not very fond of, Mark, I'm not going to name drop, but people were saying that the FAU loss was embarrassing to, to FAU. I'm like, it can't be embarrassed. And this is no offense to FAU. It's just the dynamics of how college football works. It can't be embarrassing when you know, it's going to happen. We all knew that FAU was going to go in there and lose. What we all wanted to come out of was, okay, how much has the team progressed? What do they need to do moving forward? What's their standing in Conference USA? How does Nkosi Perry look? Those questions were answered and answered really well. FAU covered. They didn't now FAU covering is also a little misleading because it was 28 to nothing in the fourth quarter. So it was kind of points at the end of the game, but still they covered. Good job. And uh yeah, I mean it was a good showing by FAU, I guess overall
1: that's a great cover by them i mean they were down 20-0 in the fourth quarter they they lost 35-14 right yeah i mean they scored more points than miami did against alabama so i mean i don't understand hey. <laughs> why they're getting so much like as you said like local fau you know supporters that i mean we won't talk about you know talking down on the team saying that they should be you know embarrassed i mean no, you shouldn't, and you really shouldn't. That you're not even in the same stratosphere as an SEC school, let alone the Florida Gators. And I think on Saturday the Gators showed more than the FAU did because I don't think they look as good as they should. You know, yeah. they should have blown FAU out by the waters out of the water. You know, based on paper, but um, it it's not what happens. FAU came out. You know, again, tw- twenty eight points. To you know, they scored twenty. 20- it was when I checked it out. It was the fourth quarter. It I means 0 How do you score four touchdowns in four quarters if you're the Gators against FAU? That should be more embarrassing. that's more embarrassing, I think, than FAU going in there and losing by three tuds.
0: Oh yeah, I mean that's a very valid point. So um, overall, FAU they're going into this weekend, this Saturday, uh, they're going to face Georgia Southern at home for oh. their home opener, three thirty p.m. I will be on the call with Zach Weinberger, so we're going to be there broadcasting via FAU Owl Radio. You can check that out at FAULradio.com. So it'll be 3.30 PM on Saturday. That'll um, be and, oh yeah, for sure. Dub. Um, and in terms of conference USA, uh, I'm not worried at all about them winning uh, conference USA, or at least contending for the top two spots. Uh, Cause the, you know, you play like that against UF, you don't have an opponent for the rest of the year that comes close. Uh, they got to They got to do it bottom line. And uh, it's a big year for Willie Taggart, but now let's move on to baseball. Um, our guy, Derek Jeter, uh, you've got the Yankee logo on the back. I'm in my new room here at UVA. I don't got any Yankee stuff showing, but Derek Jeter is being inducted into the hall of fame today along with a few other guys, but obviously Jeter, he's the star of the show. And uh, listen, I mean, as a, as a Yankee fan, I grew up with the guy. I think it's awesome. Uh, well-deserved. Um, you know, I see all the Twitter people chirping Jeter saying, Oh, Derek Jeter's oh just stop it you 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 would dream of having a player close to Derek Jeter on your franchise it's coming from all those you know Marlin fans right oh Derek mm-hmm. Jeter ain't shit well, what have you watched in your time right so uh that that's where I I look at it there but bottom line congrats Derek Jeter can't wait to hear his speech later today
1: yeah um congrats to our captain I mean he won us five world series he helped win us five world series championships um I don't really know how you knock that. I mean, there are a lot of haters about Derek Jeter say he's not, you know, he's overhyped, he's overrated. And you know what? I mean, when you play 20 years in a sport and the, la- the back end of your career is kind of uh, on a washed roster, you know, after 2009, Derek Jeter wasn't on great teams. They weren't good. So, I mean, you're going to have seasons where you're hitting below average, where you have bad defensive games and you know, it's going to happen. There's ebbs and flows to baseball. And when you get to that age, like Derek Jeter was, I mean, it's, it's, it's what happens. It, you, he's human. He's deteriorates, you know, no one, I don't see anyone, you know, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. I don't see anyone talking about Kobe Bryant's last five years of his career where he was getting overpaid. And, you know, the team really lacked uh, talent because of it. They couldn't pay anyone Kobe Bryant. And I feel like he, he earned that and he did. And Derek Jeter earned the right to be the starting shortstop of the Yankees for as long as he was.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, people will knock, you know, his career OPS was 817. His defense wasn't that great. Uh, Listen, what do they always say about baseball? You need defense at catcher shortstop and center field to win championships. Jeter was that was the shortstop of five of them. So I don't think his defense was that bad that uh, prevented any winning. Uh, That is far from it. And uh, listen, 3000 hits. I retweeted something earlier today. Uh, the Derek Jeter is the only guy. Yeah. Derek Jeter is the only player in MLB history with 250 plus home runs, 350 plus steals and a 300 career batting average. Yeah. But I mean, he's please. overrated. Yeah, he's overrated. So, but so, yeah, yeah, looking forward to that speech for sure. So let's move on to the uh, NFC preview. If you listen to our last pod, we did the NFC East at the end. Doesn't mean we can't do it again. So let's just get it out of the way. We'll do it quicker. Than the other divisions that we're going to do today but we're just going to get it out of the way still because it's an nfc pod so obviously i'm a giants fan um so there is a little bit of uh influence there but when you look at the nfc least uh you really don't have to grasp at many straws to make an argument for your team so i look at philadelphia they're at the bottom of the barrel they're going through things N- new head coach first year for jalen hurts as a starter Devontae smith's a rookie. Um, let's figure this out in Philadelphia. They're kind of in the middle of let's get some of the old guard out, circulate it in with some new stuff. They're just kind of in the middle. They stir up Darius Slay, Zach Ertz, Devontae Smith. Those guys are still there. Their offensive line, some of those guys are still there, but they're getting older. So it's just that influx of let's mix in with the young and the new. So there'll be a thorn in some team sides. They're not going to win the division, they're not going to compete for a playoff spot. It's a different era of Eagle football. I think we can agree on that at the very least. Um, So let's look at those other three teams. Washington football team, Dallas Cowboys, New York Giants. Um, To me, I look at Washington. uh, A lot of people are just going to kind of pass off last year as a fluke. Uh, That defense is still there. That defense did not go away. It's still a Ron Rivera defense. There is no escaping that. What I cannot avoid as a uh, looking at them from face value is their offensive weapons. There is no way in hell uh, that the Washington football team will be able to ride out Ryan Fitzpatrick for a full 17 games. There's no way. Uh, maybe five years, even five years ago, I'd question it and say, well, he's kind of bounced around team to team. That He's just a journeyman quarterback. I'm not calling him a bad quarterback. But he is streaky. Everybody knows. There's Fitz Magic, and then the opposite of Fitz Magic is the guy that's on the bench for the other half of the season. So he doesn't have very many receiving targets. Running game is it's good, right? Antonio Gibson. You mix in guys in there. It's good, not amazing. It's not Zeke, and it's not Saquon. So I look at Washington. The question is going to be the offense.
1: I agree with Washington. Um, as a Dolphins sat three year and a half of Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know, being my starting quarterback with a, a roster that wasn't ready to win. You know, they had a good defense. They had, you know, some interesting offensive weapons, like a lot like the Washington football team. And, um, you know, I really think this defense can really get them to where they want to go this year. Um, I don't think Ryan Fitzpatrick needs to be, you know, outstanding to win that division. I think Fitz can, you know, play average and play well enough to where he's not going to lose you a bunch of games because they have a good running game at Antonio Gibson. They have good receivers, Terry McLaurin. They have a t- – uh, who's their tight end? What's his, I forgot his name.
0: He retired, but uh, – No, they have a
1: new one. They have a new yeah, one. Yeah, they, they have a new one. I'll, I'll figure it out. Um, de- again, their defense is just very good. They have a good secondary. Uh, Chase – Oh, Thomas. you're talking
0: about Logan Thomas?
1: Yes, Logan Thomas. Yep. He, he looks good for them. Um, Chase Young looks great. But it's, I mean, Ron Rivera is, and he's a good coach. I mean, they just won the division last year. I mean, who's to say they can't do it with Ryan Fitzpatrick? So, I mean, again, they're in the worst division of football. Uh, it really depends on how Dak Prescott plays with the Cowboys this year, if he's hurt, if he's not. So, I think I like the Washington football team at finishing second if Dak Prescott's healthy.
0: Okay. Yeah. I see what you're saying. It's not a far stretch either. If you can stop teams from scoring, you know, you don't need a lot. And they're not going to need 10, 11 wins to make the playoffs. uh, That's for sure. But, um, well, what were you about to say?
1: Yeah. So again, you know, I, again, I watched Ryan Fitzpatrick for a year and a half and he won us a lot of, you know, he was able to win us some games, you know, they went. Dolphins went five and eleven his first year in Miami. They had one of the worst rosters in the NFL, and we were we were, were getting you know patronized for tanking for whoever we were going to take, you know, tanking for Tua, tanking for whoever. Obviously, we took Tua, but I mean, and Ryan Fitzpatrick made that a very exciting year, you know, even in the midst of all the losing. So I think Washington's getting a solid quarterback. You know, I don't think it really helps them in the long term due to the fact that you know they still don't have an answer quarterback but I can see them winning you know maybe winning the division depending on injuries of the Cowboys but if not I, I could see them coming in second over the Giants
0: yeah I mean it, it, it's fair and uh, you know one thing that Fitz does give Washington is he gives that veteran security he's been through it he's led many locker rooms of 53 people um, this guy's been around and people respect Fitzpatrick in locker rooms and and You know, bare minimum, maybe this is like an eight week thing, a nine week thing, because Jimmy G is on the trade block um, or or theoretically he's on the trade block. My theory has been Niners are going to give Jimmy G the first eight weeks to boost up his trade value, and then they might try and trade him at the deadline. They'll give him the games against Seattle and the Rams just to see, Okay, is Jimmy G really our guy or do we want to try out Trey and get some more dynamics? So maybe Jimmy G's a guy that ends up in Washington midway through the year, but we'll see how, how it works out with Fitz. So now let's move on to the New York giants. Um, Listen, I like this team. uh, And to be honest with you, we did the NFC, the AFC podcast. And I was like, giants are going to win the division. I'm starting to kind of just like, I'm talking myself back from it as a fan because so much has to go right for the giants as well to where you can look at it on paper and say, Oh, You know, you got Kenny Galladay, Sterling Shepard, Kadarius Toney, Evan Ingram, Kyle Rudolph, Saquon, offensive line upgraded with Nate Solder coming back, Andrew Thomas on year two at left tackle, Daniel Jones, last chance, right? You added Dory Jackson at corner from Tennessee. You know, things are going in the right direction, but at the same time, none of these guys have ever put it together as a group. And so at least you can look at Washington and say, they did that last year. You can look at Dallas and say, Dak's been there, done that. Daniel Jones has never been there, done that. So he's got to prove first, okay, I can lead a group of guys. I can, I can reproduce or not reproduce, but I can give Kenny Galladay the same production that he had with a guy like Matt Stafford. Like I was thinking about that the other day, Kenny Galladay, his stats, you know, Oh, number one receiver catching passes 30. That's Matt Stafford. That ain't Daniel Jones. So Daniel's going to have to replicate what Stafford was to Kenny Galladay. Can he even do that? We have no idea. So that's really when, when I look at a team and I say, okay, you've got it on paper, but I look at quarterback and I say, eh, I don't know. That's kind of where I'm stuck with this giants team. Now.
1: I agree. I agree. hundred uh, percent. Daniel Jones has been an issue for the giants since he's been drafted. He hasn't really grasped it. He's been a better runner at times and he is a thrower of the football Um yeah, I, I, they have they upgraded their offense. You know, they got Kenny Galladay. Uh, the at, they a Kyle Rudolph. Evan Ingram should be good if healthy. Darius uh, he, Tony from the draft. Darius Tony UF. from the draft from UF. Good pick. Um, and Sterling Shepard still there in the slot. Uh, it also depends on Saquon Barkley's health because I think that is your biggest asset on your offense is that run game. And without that run game, your offense is nothing because Daniel Jones can't, you know, just throw the ball on, th- you know every time because he can't throw the ball anyways in my opinion but um your your defense looks solid they you know they've obviously upgraded with a dory jackson i'm not sure i didn't really pay attention much to the draft Did They and answer any issues with the draft with defense
0: draft was okay they, they didn't go too heavy with stuff because they drafted tony and they kind of the, the draft is kind of just like they're not getting stars but they're getting guys that are getting be a little bit better guys okay they're getting yeah. better
1: Well, I, all right. So, I mean, again, I feel they're a third place team in that division. If, you know, Washington can do what they did last year, but if Daniel Jones can play well and if C. one stays healthy, you know, they can win the division, but a lot, like you said, a lot of big ifs, a lot of things have to go right for this New York football giants team to win the NFC East.
0: Absolutely. And actually uh, the giants draft, I was looking up his exact name for you went to UCF, the corner Aaron Robinson got drafted by the giants. So, uh, might be a nice ad as well.
1: Yeah, Aaron Robinson was a good player in college. Uh, I did, I saw, I do remember him going there. Uh, didn't you guys get like Tay Gowan too? Take who? Tay Gowan.
0: I don't know. We G-A-Y-G-O-W-A-N. we got
1: T-A-Y-G-O-W-A-N.
0: Not in the first six rounds, at least. Let's see. Yeah, because the Giants went Kadarius Tony, then they oh, went Aziz Ajari from Georgia, then Aaron Robinson, then Ellerson Smith. Uh, and then gary bright i'm sorry
1: tig owens on uh arizona my bad
0: i see okay
1: but aaron robinson was a good player for ucf i like him a lot
0: all right good good so we'll move on to those damn dallas cowboy how about them cowboys every time i think of the cowboys i think of stephen a smith just a knee-jerk reaction but uh listen i watched michael irvin i don't know if you saw this i'm not a big first take guy anymore i haven't watched really in years but I saw a pop up on my thing, Michael Irvin's five reasons why the Dallas Cowboys are competitors. And he goes up there and he screams for four or five minutes about why they're gonna be amazing. And he's like, Dak is back. We got Tyron Smith and Jalen Sp- all these guys are back, Van Der Esch, uh, blah, 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 blah. We drafted Micah Parsons. At- okay, I like the Dallas Cowboys, but last year their defense was the worst in franchise history. They gave up the most touchdowns and the most and the most points in franchise history, and this is the Dallas Cowboys that we're talking about here. Don't tell me that oh, Micah Parsons, Neal from Atlanta, Van der Esch being healthy, Jalen Smith. I get it that a lot of guys were injured. Don't tell me that you know bringing in these guys is just going to suddenly revive them, bring them to a defense that's going to compete. Because if we all remember correctly, the Dallas Cowboys defense has been a problem during the entire Dak tenure, okay? It's always been a problem that, up oh, Dak's got to outscore his defense. He's got to keep up with his defense, giving up 28, 35 points a game. They've always been like that. Second point that I have with Dallas is this. Do people not forget that going into his injury, he broke his leg, whatever happened last year, the Cowboys were 1-3 and three and basically should have been 0-4 before he got injured if it weren't for the ineptitude of the now current defensive coordinator, Dan Quinn, for the Cowboys, if it weren't for his own aptitude, giving the Cowboys that dub. So well, why is every, it happens every year, you go into the season, everyone obsesses about Dallas, and do we not forget they were fucking basically owned four the season before, before Dak got injured?
1: Yeah, I mean, They're coming off the worst season of hard knocks I've ever watched in my life. So and they have a hell of a lot of personalities in that team. Dak Prescott, CD Lamb, uh, Mark Cooper thinks he's the best receiver in the NFL somehow. Um, you know, Zeke. I mean, they're and they have a good defense with Demarcus Lawrence. I mean, they have a good defensive line with Demarcus headlined by Demarcus Lawrence. Um, they added Micah Parsons to an already solid linebacker room with uh Leighton Vander Esch and Jalen Smith, former Notre Dame kid. Um, Again, they, they, on paper, they are stacked. They are probably on paper, the most talented team, one of the most talented teams in the NFC. Uh, But I see on Thursday, on tomorrow night, actually, they are going to be routed by Tampa Bay Buccaneers. (laughs) So, I mean, it's, it's all, it all comes down on that defense and Dak's uh, health. So, um, I don't know. The really the sky's the limit for this Cowboys team, but I don't think Mike McCarthy's a good good uh, good coach. I think he's been overrated. Uh any coach that only gets one championship with Aaron Rodgers because they can't give him everything else around him that he needs to succeed succeed. The one year Aaron Rodgers, the Packers had a good a great defense, they won a Super Bowl and it never happened again. Um I just I don't I think they're kind of, you know, overrated at this point. They need to find their identity first and I think that's going to start with Zeke. I think Zeke's going to have a huge role this season with the team. So, um, again, I they should win in division, but we'll see.
0: Yeah, and people forget this too. Running backs don't have very long shelf lives, and Zeke's been going down year by year. We're getting to year five, year six, year seven. That's when running backs are not the same anymore. I mean, look at Le'Veon in, in Pittsburgh. Now he's on a practice squad with Baltimore. Look how far – just in a three-year period of time, Le'Veon went, three, four-year period of time. So the Cowboys are in a situation now that where if Zeke's not performing, you're like, well, we don't even have a star running back anymore because these shelf lives are not long. And uh, what I also thought it was interesting. I actually did some research into the Cowboys this morning. Dan Quinn said uh, a few practices ago, he said, we're going from the 3-4 scheme to the 4-3. Uh, some people think it's specifically in reference to Lawrence complaining about He was like, I never get to stand up on defense. Well, now this 4-3 gets to, you know, kind of change his style of play. Um, So I don't know if this is actually going to impact Dallas heavily, but they are definitely changing the way that they play defense. And you kind of have to, right? That's the devil's advocate. You have the worst year ever. You have to change. But it is uh, some sort of schematical change for Dallas that's going on.
1: Yeah, I mean, they made a good change to hiring Dan Quinn to be the defense coordinator. I think he's a good defensive mind. Um, their secondary is still got awful. Uh, Keanu Neal is the best player they got, you know, I feel like in that secondary, um, other than that, I mean, yeah, it's, it's kind of the same shit different year for the Cowboys. Yeah.
0: Hey, listen, they always beat themselves. So if they're going to lose, it's going to be their fault. And the one thing that does benefit them this year is their schedule. They play the bucks week one, but then after that, they don't play it really a competitor at all until week 11 when they get Kansas city. So they, they have a pretty nice schedule that that's really yeah. what's going for them. So we'll Take see the how it
1: Take the points on Thursday.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's move on to that NFC North. Uh, this is going to be an interesting division too. I think again, just like we ruled out Philadelphia, we don't really have to talk about Detroit. Uh, Jared Goff though, did come out with some comments, uh, today saying, uh, I don't want to curse, but we don't, he basically was saying we don't give a shit that people say we're going to suck. Uh, I'm sorry, Jared, but, uh, you're going to suck. Uh, so let's move on to the rest of that division. Uh, Minnesota, Chicago, green Bay, basically it's green Bay's in first and we got to figure out who's in second place. So, uh, Minnesota Kirk cousins is back. Mr. I won't get vaccinated. All the, uh, the, uh, the wokeys are, uh, freaking out over him. Uh, and then you got Chicago with redhead, Andy Dalton and it's starting quarterback. So which team do you like more right now going into the season, Minnesota or Chicago? Uh,
1: I feel like I have to go Chicago here, only because you know they have a good defense. Um, you know, headlined by Cleamac, Roquan Smith. Uh, they have a solid secondary. Their offensive line looks looks good. For you know, it all really depends on if they're when they're going to start Justin Fields, because Andy Dalton is not going to win them a lot of games. Andy Dalton is a good field general. He's been there, done that. Did you freeze? Oh, uh, I no, I <laughs> <laughs> um, he's been, he's been around the league. Uh, he was on Dallas last year. He, he played well for them. Again, their defense was terrible. Couldn't keep them in ball games. So I think Andy Dalton needs to be benched by week three to, to even give them a chance to really went to give the Packers a run for that division and to get, you know, get a wild card slot because Justin Fields looks ready to go. Uh, they got a solid running game with Dave Montgomery and Tariq Cohen uh Allen Robinson out there at wideout. Uh they also have Dar- Darrell Mooney. You know, they have a lot of pieces around there, and it just depends on who's at quarterback. And you need Justin Fields out there. If he if he is the number one guy in the locker room, as and like he definitely is, man. We know Andy Dalton is. We know just what Justin Fields is from his college tape and what he can do. And we know things he can't do. So why don't you throw him out there week one against the Rams and see what he can do? Because that's a really good defense. And, you know, what else, what's better than, you know, getting the game speed week one?
0: Yeah. And to me, it's just so questionable because if you're Matt Nagy, who before he was hired in Chicago, known as his offensive guru, Mm -hmm. uh, how long has he been waiting to play with some toys, right? He's had Mitch Trubisky who he couldn't really work with. Now he's going to start out this year with Andy. You can't do anything with him. He's just going to stand back there and do nothing, really. Uh, that's just who he is at this point in his career, right? Exactly, exactly that's what you're doing right there. That's what you tell Andy to do. Mm-hmm. And I released a Twitter video on this uh a few, I think, last week at some point, and I said, "Why does Zach Wilson get to start and Justin Fields doesn't?" I'm not saying Zach Wilson shouldn't start. That's not my argument. What yeah. I'm saying is, why does Zach get thrown into the fire? Why is Mac Jones getting thrown into the fire when they have fucking Cam Newton? Why was Jalen Hurts being thrown into the fire last year, right? So you have all these situations where these rookies, they get thrown into the fire. What's the difference here? Justin Fields, out of all those quarterbacks I just mentioned, he has more qualifications than any of those guys. And more around him. Right. I mean, way more around. I mean, Justin Fields went to the national championship. He played in the big 10. He was Ohio state's guy, Zach Wilson. He's great. And everything like that. But, He's undersized, and he played at BYU. So I'm not taking anything away from the guy. The only thing he has on Justin Fields is that he was taken ahead of him. That's it. Mm-hmm. So Justin Fields, to me, I agree with you 100%. He needs to be in that starting quarterback role for sure. Yeah. But uh, I agree with you. Chicago is better than Minnesota, uh, and then Green Bay in one. So let's go to that in NFC South um, and take a look at that. So Jameis Winston uh, was actually chosen over Taysom Hill for that starting quarterback role. I like it except it makes New Orleans look really dumb with that uh, contract to uh, Taysom Hill. So I love Jameis in that role. I think legitimately um, I lived in Tampa. Jameis got a lot of shit dealt his way. Um, I get it with the picks and everything like that. You take away 10 of them and I don't even think people are talking about the picks as much with the leading the league in touchdowns that year. If he can trim it down just a little bit, now he's going to have a much better head coach Over in New Orleans with Sean Payton, you're going to give him Michael Thomas in week six. He has Kamara. He's got all these guys. Now, outside of Michael Thomas, receivers are very weak because Emmanuel Sanders is gone. But I look at New Orleans, and I'm actually really optimistic with Jamison there. And also, body type-wise, he's not as beefy. He looks a lot more lean. So I'm actually really optimistic for Jameis Winston.
1: I do think they made the right decision with Jameis. Uh, Jameis, you know, threw for five thousand yards and led the league in in touchdowns for, at one point. Um, I think he got a kind of a raw deal in Tampa because I mean, Tom Brady goes in there a year after and he wins the Super Bowl. So, I mean, he got LASIK eyes, LASIK eye surgery too. So maybe it was his eyes. I mean, maybe it's why he was throwing so many interceptions. But I think he'll be pretty successful in this. uh, in Sean Payton's offense, I mean, he made Drew, he made that offense work with Drew Brees arm was falling off by and with, and he was work, making it work with Taysom Hill at quarterback. So why not, you know, with Jameis Winston, um, Jameis Winston's got the arm talent. He's got, he's, he knows that game of football really well, just, just made some dumb decisions. And that's what happens when you're a gunslinger and you're on a, in a franchise like Tampa was that, you know, you kind of had to make things happen yourself. So I think, you know he's going to have a good year this year. Uh it will depend on if Michael Thomas plays or not a lot of the year. Uh they have Marquez Callaway, they just drafted him. He looks solid. Um kind reminds me of Alvin Kamara at Wideout. Alvin Kamara I feel like is going to have a very heavy workload this year, especially since Michael Thomas, you know, is injured and he doesn't he all he always bitching and moaning. Uh slant boy I call him cuz I don't fuck with Michael Thomas, but um so yeah, but other than that, I think the Saints can be pretty good. But you know, the division is pretty is really strong this year. Obviously, with defending Super Bowl champion Buccaneers, you know, and then Carolina looks better. Sam Darnold looks good. Robbie with Robbie Anderson, you know, Matt Rule looks is getting his team around there. uh Christian McCaffrey's set for a good comeback year, and their defense is really sharpened up. So I think Carolina can kind of give them a run for their money in that second position only because. They're, you know, they're pretty well coached and they're young and they're ready to go. But um I think Jameis Winston can lock up that second spot behind Tom Brady.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. And I, I think uh, Carolina is one of those teams, you know, they're not going to make the playoffs, but to me, they're going to be one of the most fascinating teams to watch this year. Cause this is now kind of year three of this rebuild where they've been drafting really well. Now we've got to see if those draft picks can really come together as a team. And now Matt rule year two, He gets a different quarterback, Sam Darnold. We'll see how that works out, like you said. Uh, And then Christian McCaffrey is going to lead that offense. DJ Moore, get those guys in there. So we'll see how uh, uh, Carolina works out. New Orleans, they're going to be battling for that second and third. And it's funny because both of us really aren't considering Atlanta, it seems, even though out of most fourth-place projected teams, they have a better repertoire, if you will. But still, I just don't see it.
1: Atlanta has a good offense. I mean, Matt Ryan's a good quarterback. Everyone wants to tell you he's not. He is. I mean, he's not terrible. He's going to win you games. Um, you know, Calvin Ridley, they just drafted Kyle Pitts. Um, Russell Gage, obviously, is going to be their number two guy since they lost Julio. That moves Calvin Ridley up there in the pecking order. Um, their defense. Their defense is really a huge question mark, which is why I don't even consider them to really battle for that second spot. But, you know, if there was if it was just me and their offense, their offense looks really good. So we'll see with them. They might be a good surprising team. I like them week one against the Eagles.
0: Yeah, well, that should be that should be a win for them. Uh, I agree with you there. But uh, I wanted to ask you, what do you think about my finesse in uh, fantasy football draft? Nobody picked Michael Thomas. It's like round eight. I had him queued up in my queue for like six rounds because I was like, I always every fantasy draft I do. I look at the injured guy. And I'm yeah. like, I'm getting him because whenever yep. he comes back, I don't care if I get him for half a year, it's still that guy. Yeah, I'm like getting Michael late. Thomas in week six. It's not
1: bad. Yeah, I did that with Deshaun Watson, so we'll see. He's
0: oh boy. He's
1: my backup behind uh, <laughs> who's who's my quarterback? Oh, Justin Herbert. I have him and Herbert on the same Ooh, team.
0: So we'll I like see. that. <laughs> I like that. Uh so yeah, uh, and the Bucks, dude, we don't even have to talk. They're returning all 22 starters. So it's basically yeah. like talking about last year which you can never say in the NFL. And I could even argue they got better because they upgraded their RB three going from LaShawn McCoy to Giovanni Bernard. It's like they even upgraded there. I mean, are you kidding me? Giovanni Bernard has been like me and my friend joke all the time. He is the best fantasy player ever because he can come in for two plays a game and get you eight points a week. And he's just, okay, eight points, Gio Bernard, but it's funny the bucks even upgraded RB3 that's how fucking good they are
1: yeah the, the bucks are going to find a way to you know keep getting better tom i mean it's crazy what happens when you listen to your franchise quarterback and one of the best quarterbacks ever it's oh, pretty yeah. nuts you know uh yeah i don't know maybe the the, the front office in green bay should figure it the fuck out but um well <laughs> yeah i mean you're going to get you they're going to get better they have the money to you know especially when tom brady's not taking top dollar when he should be because he's Still up there with the top five quarterbacks in the NFL at age 42. I mean, they're just a wagon. They're a wagon. They're going to be able to run that ball down your throat with Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette. Still, they're going to be able to throw it out. While they're, set, they're talking about Antonio Brown, looks better than he ever has in the past five years, and he looks, you know, he's he's determined to be up there. So I think he's going to have a good year for them. Mike Evans, again, you can't say enough about this team. They have Gronk and O.J. Howard too. that's just they're that's stacked the big everywhere. thing too is
0: uh, is OJ cuz he didn't play last year. Yeah, no.
1: They're they're stacked everywhere. So, we'll see what happens. I like them to obviously win that division again and I'll see we'll see him in the NFC Championship, so.
0: Seven-time Super Bowl champion Tom Brady, pretty sick. So, uh, what that's other division we have? We the NFC West, that's it. Yeah. So, yeah. uh this one might be the best division. It's either this or the AFC North this. or the best divisions um so i'll give it to you mark how do you think uh it's going to flush out in the the nfc west
1: i think cardinals coming last
0: i know right i don't think
1: king cliff kingsbury's not an nfl coach he wasn't a college coach how is he an nfl coach he had a terrible record at texas tech you know they gave him a job because he's because he's friends with sean mcveigh oh fuck i should i should shoot that guy a dm because i need a job too in nfl but um like it's just unbelievable. Um uh, like I don't think he's that good of a coach. I think he's definitely the worst coach in that division. Yeah. Um so I think, you know, no matter how much talent you got in that field, it doesn't really matter because you gotta win within your division and it's it's that's hard, man. I mean Kyler Murray DeAndre Hopkins, they just add James Conner to be uh, Chase Edmonds backup, which should that should be a solid backfield. We'll see. I still not sold on Chase Edmonds. Um their defense got better. Um who they just had on defense? Oh, J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt. So we'll see uh, how they utilize him. Again, I mean, it's really hard. You can't really go wrong with picking this division because they're all very good teams. They're all very good rosters. But I think it starts with the coaching, and I think Arizona has the worst of that in this, this division.
0: No, yeah. I mean, when, when, you, when you're splitting hairs in a division like this, it's always, what do we have? O-line, QB, and coach. And, you know, you could argue – Arizona has one of those. I mean, you know, cause Kyler's great, but even some Arizona fans are willing to tell you, like, is Kyler really the guy, the guy, or is he just like uh, a really above average guy? I like him, but yeah. You know, until I think he he's wins. The guy, the guy.
1: Yeah. I think he's very good. It's just a yeah. matter of his size kind of uh, limits him a little bit. Cause he can't really, he has to get out of the pocket more, but um, yeah, I guess I like them there at four. It sucks to say, because they're an exciting team.
0: Yeah. And, and this is the tough part for me. Cause it's like, you could make a valid argument for San Francisco, Seattle, or LA to win first place. And, you know, you look at the, the playoff spots and what it's three wild cards. So you could see three of these four teams making it very legitimately. So just because I don't have a team winning the division doesn't mean they can't make the playoffs altogether. Uh, although it makes it more unlikely. So I sure. guess the way I would go, Technically uh,
1: could all of them make it,
0: they could. Yeah.
1: That'd be fucking bananas.
0: They could. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because you could have first place and then second, third, four. I'm trying to think about it.
1: If they're and all then, like very if they're all like 11 plus to win teams yet.
0: Yeah. yeah plus. But the thing is, they're going to beat up on each other. That That's how it yeah. kind of cancels it's itself crazy. out. Yeah. yeah. But it, it is true, though, because it's like the Saints aren't necessarily going to make the playoffs. NFC East second place team, not necessarily NFC yeah, they, North, same thing.
1: Exactly, like the, all the second place teams, I I like them better than all the second place teams in the, all the NFC. Yeah, yeah
0: they're
1: better, and my, they're better than the football team and the Giants. They're better than the Bears and the Vikings. They're better than the Panthers and the Saints. I mean, they're all better than them. So it's it's kind of you know not fair that they're all in the same division because it kind of screws us out of seeing the best football possible in the playoffs. Yeah, but. I mean, those are four good teams. And I think San Francisco, uh, depending on, you know, if Jimmy G's playing the whole year, or Trey Lance, I think they have too much internally going on f- to win this division. I think there's too much battle in each other. Like there's too much going on behind the scenes. I and mean, they can't really focus on the field. And, you know, I think it's going to be a mental battle with Jimmy G. And Trey Lance goes out there. He's going to have some growing pains. So I like, the, I like seeing the Rams and the Seahawks in the one and two spot. I think they're going to fight for it all year.
0: Uh, I'm going to go with San Francisco in second uh, with LA in first Seattle in third reason. I say that um, Russell Wilson, every year, first six weeks, there's that trouble with the O-line of getting it formed together Mm. every single year. Uh, And Russell, you know, he's running for his life. How long could you possibly keep doing that? Uh, Especially because uh, I believe it's the NFC West faces the AFC North and Mm. they're going to be going up against Cleveland's D-line. Pittsburgh's D-line and uh, and Baltimore. So those D-lines coming at you with an O-line that's weak, that scares me. And I look at San Francisco and I say, you could say what you want about quarterback, but 32 guys, I believe the number was, whether it was COVID or outright injury, were out last year for this team coming off a of Super. So 32, and these rosters are of 53 guys. So that's three-fifths of your roster were out of commission at times during the year. That's a big thing. They still have the coaching. They add in a Trey Sermon uh, and stuff like that. So you could see it out there with San Francisco and then L.A. I like Stafford. Um, Now, I see Coward, and you could say what you want about Colin Coward, but he lives out in L.A. and all of his sources are out in L.A. He doesn't seem too confident about Matt Stafford in L.A. I like it. Uh, Stafford was a top 10 quarterback for the last decade in a dumpster fire city in Detroit. Give him the weapons with Woods and Cup. And uh, it would have been Cam Akers, but now it's uh, Sony Michelle and Henderson. So he's got uh, the tight end situation going strong, and Aaron Donald. I like the Rams just from star power. Yeah. Um, so we're differing a little bit here, but we're picking hairs.
1: Yeah, it's it's not easy. Again, San Francisco went six and ten last year, and like you said, thirty-two players you know with, out with COVID or injuries. So it's hard. I mean, especially when they have two quarterbacks that can go play tomorrow. Um, I see I I agree with what you're saying about Seattle's O line. I think it's always been an issue since they, you know, came off those back to back Super Bowl appearances. Uh, they haven't kind of they haven't figured it out. And they're kind of a power run team with one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. And it's it's always been confusing to me, but when you can't protect them, you gotta run that football. And they have that uh, you know, kind of running back by uh what's it called? By committee. committee yeah there, Chris Carson, uh Rashad Penny. and uh, Chris Carson's always hurt. So we'll see. I mean, I think I kind of lead towards that too. You know, Seattle, I could see Seattle finishing third, especially when you talk about their play, the AFC North, and you know, some of the best defenses in the league there. Um, they went 12 and four last year. So, I mean, again, they're not terrible where they need to be fixed. But again, I, the Rams and the Cardinals, I mean, the Rams and the Niners could, you know, very well win this division as well. I'd like the Rams to win the division. I think they also have, you know, the, the question marks there at the offensive line. But I think Matthew Stafford's a better quarterback than Jared Goff was. I think he'll be able to, you know, get around those kind of things. He'll be able to make a lot more better plays with, you know, due to his arm and his accuracy. So, um, again, like you said, the defense is astounding there—Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald—and their offensive weapons with Cooper Cup and Robert Woods and now Sony Michelle. I think Sony Michelle's due for a good year this year. So uh, I do like the Rams or the nine uh, or the Rams or the Seahawks win first or second. I'm not sure yet.
0: Yeah. And it's going to be fun to watch because these teams are going to be beating up on each other. They got the AFC North coming into town. So it's going to be, uh, it's going to be awesome quite frankly. And I can't wait yeah. for this week one. So before we end today, let's just do rapid fire, not much explanation, just winner, and we can go off right. a week one and do our prediction. So first Cowboys bucks, not much deliberation. We got bucks B-
1: there. Bucks minus eight. All right, so
0: we got minus three Atlanta, the line, Eagles, Falcons. Where are you going there? Atlanta, minus three. Same there. Steelers, Bills, minus six and a half Buffalo. Uh,
1: I would just take Bills money line. Okay. Six so I feel like six is a lot of points for week one. Yeah. For that. Cause... for for the Steelers, the Steelers have a great defense. I mean, the Bills, I think, they have it one of the best offenses in the league but i would just, to be safe take Bill's
0: money line by the way that just reminded me uh tj watt situation have you heard about this yeah he big was trouble not, not, not even a captain, captain. yeah not even yeah. captain
1: neither, neither <laughs> is tua neither is tua by the
0: way hey yeah i mean <laughs> <in pretty good. laughs> wow hey spark up the controversy there uh vikings yeah. and Bengals minus three minnesota um vikings but, minus three i like yeah. the Vikings. Yeah, I'll take that. Uh, 49ers-Lions, Lions minus seven and a half. San Francisco.
1: Don't yeah. even have to ask me. Minus seven and a half. Take it. That's
0: the. I, I'm in a league. I don't know if I told you. You have to pick a team every week to win, and if you're right, you can't pick. I, that have, that team again. I have that too. I have that
1: too. I think if you're wrong, you can't pick that team again.
0: No, it's right. In uh, my you're league, right. Oh, mine's right, wrong. Okay. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm going San Francisco. Week so like one. if like I that's <laughs>
1: it. I did. So <laughs> I took San Francisco week one. And if I lose, if they lose, it makes sense because you can't take them again. They're a good team, so if you take a favorite and they lose, you shouldn't be able to use them again. That's that's I think that's what mine is. It's
0: yeah, fun. yeah. And uh, last year when I was going through it, it was surprising because the whole year I'm like, I wonder if I run into a week where I'm like, damn it, I already used them. Didn't yeah. happen once, like it, Especially if you chart it out, but it's pretty fun. But uh, Cardinals, Titan. This is gonna be a really good game. Um, minus three Tennessee. Uh, I'm willing. I, I'm willing Great. to take. Three is a lot, but I think Arizona going on the road. But uh, now that I'm talking about it, it's like – I like
1: Tennessee. Uh, a Tennessee hmm. defense, I don't know.
0: It's Swiss cheese, right? Like it's – Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah, I mean, to gun win my, the game, my, Tennessee. Gun on my
1: head, Tennessee.
0: Yeah. Uh, Seahawks, Colts, Wentz is playing. That just came out about an hour ago. Wow. Uh, minus two-and-a-half line, Seattle. Um, it's in Seattle? No, in Indy, I would t- I'm taking Indy. I'm I'm going there too. I like I, I've been sticking up for Indy for a while. Uh, Seattle's favored.
1: Oh, oh so give me Colts plus. Colts okay. plus two and a half. You said. Yep, I like that.
0: All right, so we got Chargers at Washington. Chargers favored minus one. Chargers. Yeah, I like that line too. I love Herbert. I'm gonna rave all year. You're gonna get tired of hearing it. I'm gonna rave all year about it. Listen, I'm not
1: tired of hearing it. Uh, I I love Justin Herbert as much as like I shouldn't because the Dolphins could have had him or Tua, and you know a lot of Dolphins fans hate Justin Herbert for that. But I think he's a very good player.
0: Absolutely. Jets Panthers. uh, uh, This is funny scheduling. Of course, Sam Darnold first game outside of New York playing New York. uh, But the line is minus five Carolina. A little bit too big, but it's also the Jets. I don't
1: know. I think we could see Zach Wilson go out there and try and, and if Zach Wilson goes out there and lights it up, it's gonna be the talk of the week. And I don't I don't want to really wanna hear that. So um the under.
0: <laughs> okay. All right, we'll take
1: <laughs> I have no clue where to go with that. I guess Carolina Carolina should win that game. So I'll I'll go Carolina.
0: Yeah, it's just like you look at that five and you're like, do I wanna take five like week one, maybe week four? I I'd, I'd be like yes. That yeah money line. Yeah, absolutely so we got Jags and Texans no Deshaun Watson so Trevor Lawrence's debut minus three favored Jacksonville Take uh it. I'll go that too yeah yeah so I like that line there big game here Browns Chiefs in Kansas City line is minus six Kansas City
1: Browns Chiefs minus six yeah holy shit um <laughs> Browns minus six. Browns plus six
0: I agree with you. I think it's going to be yeah. a relatively close game. Um, yeah. Dolphins Pats. Uh, it's in New England uh, Dolphins, I mean uh, the Patriots are favored minus Good. three. Good. I am. Uh, listen I think that you're going to fucking hate me. I think the Pats are going to win the game. That's fine. But I think it's going to be within a point. I don't think it's even a field goal. I think it's going to be very close down the line. Listen,
1: everyone, whoever's listening to this take Dolphins money line. Take your free money. It's plus money. Put $20 on it. Collect a little bit and you'll be chilling. I promise.
0: Absolutely. But do you have Here. a winner? Or do we-
1: Dolphins, money line. Okay, okay. Take, take your plus money. All no right, thank God. I was no going to say, you got to
0: rip off that hat if you said, oh, no, no, no,
1: no. Dolphins, money line.
0: All right. So we got Packers at Saints, uh, Green Bay minus four on the road. Um, I agree with that. I don't think Jameis makes Where, it close. Is
1: the game in Jacksonville?
0: Uh, it's in New, uh, New Orleans.
1: No, it's not because the Hurricane, they're going to move it.
0: Oh, shit.
1: I think I I think I'm gonna take the Saints spread there, cause I think okay. I think it's to in Jacksonville. They they actually made it. The Saints looked at how much flights were from Green Bay to Jacksonville. It's the it's the highest price point and the farthest flight they could make like for that week. So <laughs> yeah, they're kind of being spiteful there. And it, you know, fuck it, makes sense. And Aaron Rodgers doesn't hasn't won a lot of games in the state of Florida. Uh, I saw someone talking about it yesterday. Um. He's not very, he's not the best in Florida. He wins games, but he's obviously not the best. He's way better in a dome. So, if they were going to go to Dallas, you know, I would take the Packers with the points. But since I think it's going to be in Jacksonville, and I think Jameis Winston, you know, being, you know, playing college football in Florida, playing with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I don't think that will be an issue for him, especially when he's grown up in the humidity in Louisiana. So, I think I would take the Saints uh, with the points there.
0: Okay. Okay. My Giants. It's Broncos-Giants, line is minus three Denver. I Listen, yeah. bias aside, I don't understand this line at all. I think the Giants have a better roster, and they're the Where home team. Where is it? In New York. Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah I, oh, I like the Giants. It's weird. Yeah, for sure.
1: I like Giants, too.
0: Um, then we got Bears-Rams, minus seven and a half Rams. They're the home team. I think that's too much, uh, but it's Andy Dalton, I guess maybe – the 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 Vegas people are worried about Chicago being able to score. Um, still though, I mean, I like I like at least taking the plus there.
1: Yeah, if you don't know where to go with that, take the under. Um, yeah, I do like I do like the plus there.
0: All right, and then we got one more game: Ravens at Vegas. Line is more uh, minus four and a half. Baltimore. The game is take, in Vegas.
1: Slam the minus four. It's the lock of the week. Slam the minus four.
0: Yes, sir. Dude. Raiders go defense is
1: terrible. Raiders offense can't score. Take the fucking four points.
0: Absolutely, dude. All right, man. Week one's coming. We're actually here. Uh, can't wait for it. Uh, and the next pod we do, I know we barely touch college football. Uh, we'll do a mix next time. It's just because we had to do the whole NFC today. And uh, it's 132. We got Derek Jeter, Hall of Fame speech. It's coming right now. Uh, so we're going to depart and, and go watch that, but this is a great pod market. A lot of fun, uh, awesome. going through the NFC. Uh, and yes, yeah, so you can listen to our AFC stuff. It's on the same podcast channel, just the last pod, the most recent one. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at strictly sports P and on Facebook and Instagram at strictly sports productions. You can find the video versions of these on YouTube at strictly sports productions as well. Go to the playlist. Everything is sectioned out into the playlist. You can find everything pretty easily. So that'll do it. Uh, for Mark Papaleo. I am Jacob Brown, and we will see you uh, for the next pod. Uh,